0: Visit Burna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you though? For just 20 bucks a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my sponsor and my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values. Go to puretalk.com slash Jesse to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash Jesse. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake up call. It's time to celebrate. It's time to smile. Let's talk about what happened last night, why it happened. We're going to have a Frank Donald Trump talk tonight. All that on I'm Right.
1: We're going to win. I think we're going to win in Virginia.
2: Because you see, what happens in Virginia will in large part determine... What happens in 2022, 2024, and
0: on? Indeed, indeed, it will. Ha ha ha! How about that? What a great night last night! What a great night! And it's not just Virginia, by the way. We're gonna let's focus on Virginia quickly, but it's not just Virginia. Okay, Glenn Glenn Youngkin, congratulations to him. His campaign, well done, goes into Virginia, blows the doors off of Terry McAuliffe. Let's pause for a moment and focus on you. Smile. Celebrate. Don't, don't get trapped in this thing where you're thinking, oh, we still have so much work to do. Yeah, we do. Leave that alone. Leave that alone for tomorrow. Today, don't be like the communist. Don't achieve a victory and then just continue on in your misery. Today is a day for celebration, smiles. It's been a rough year. It's been a rough year since Joe Biden got, got elected. They've been coming after you and coming after you and coming after you. And the first big election since Joe Biden was elected was last night. And we not only won, we beat the pants off of them. It wasn't even particularly close. Crushed them, And it is a big deal. Because I understand this is a national show. Well, frankly, international show at this point in time. But I get that this is a national show. And people are, are watching me right now from all 50 states cool good deal understand this last night was huge for all 50 states i'm talking about the virginia election in particular because here's what's happened for the last year the communists did what communists always do you see republicans when they take power they're always afraid to use it and they don't use it and then they get pasted that's that's standard republicanism but the communists make a mistake too they don't know how to control themselves. They can't. It's not possible for them because it's their religion. It's not their politics. It's their religion. They get elected and they just simply can't control themselves. They go way too far. It has been hard left policy after hard left policy after hard left policy and vaccine mandates and Afghanistan and the border surge and people losing their jobs and inflation and suck it up. And and not only that, a poor tone. It has been a year of them conducting themselves as if we're never going to lose power. That's how they conduct themselves. They think every time they take power, they're going to have it forever. And so they go all in and all in and all in and all in. Well, yeah, it's been a rough year because of that, but we have a congressional election coming up one year from now. There are Democrats all across the country running in districts that could go either way. Maybe it's a traditional Republican district and they squeaked it out. Maybe it's a purple district. Who knows? Every single one of those Democrats right now, they have Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden breathing down their necks, just whispering in their ears about all these crazy bills they're trying to pass, the infrastructure bill and the reconciliation bill. You have to pass it. You better pass it. And they're getting nervous. It's hard. You get a call from Pelosi, get a call from the press. That's tough. They were all watching last night too. And they all watched as a state that went plus 10 for Joe Biden. That's not even close. Plus 10 for Joe Biden over Donald Trump. The Republican just stomped the Democrat last night. And every single one of those moderate Democrats, not just in Congress, across the country, mayors, governors, state legislature, they watched what happened last night. And they're scared. And take a moment and enjoy that too, because they are the enemy. I don't, have, I don't feel the need to... Oh, there's nobody. It's my enemy. No, no, no. Communists are my enemy. They want to destroy everything I love and care about. They are my enemy. And last night, the communists not only watched what happened in Virginia and they were disappointed, they were thinking about themselves and their own political future. And there were some nervous glances around the room last night in communist households. There have been nervous phone calls going on last night and today nervous text messages from communists to communists. Hey, do you see what happened? Hey, we might might be scared about this. Isn't it glorious? Isn't it so glorious? And let's go ahead and just acknowledge what actually happened. Because today, and we're gonna get into Trump here in five minutes or so, just bear with me. But today, so many people, I, I guess it's custom, in the wake of a win or a loss, they jump in and they try to act as if it's about something it wasn't. Of course, every single person on the right is taking credit for the win today. Ah, oh, well, we did a lot of work in this one. Ah, oh, look at how hard we worked. Right, congratulations to me. So there's a lot of that out there. Just set that aside. What's that old saying? I know JFK said it, but victory has a thousand fathers, but defeat is an orphan. So everybody's, everybody's taking credit for the win today. You'll see a lot of that. So there's a lot of that. And then on the left, of course, we'll get to that in a moment. We'll get to everything they're saying. But let's, let's be honest about something. I don't have any stake in this game. And I'm the only person in the country not taking any credit for the win. This election last night in Virginia was about education. It's not complicated. It was about education. Period. End of story. And in a weird way, coronavirus and the stupid, insane, destructive lockdowns are what brought this about. We locked down kids, told them to stay home, and parents started to pay attention to what their children were learning in school. And you see, most parents are not active, certainly not active on the right, just want to go to work, come home, eat a little chow, hang out with the old lady, relax, glass of wine, go to sleep, just live a normal life. Well, when you get introduced to the fact that your children are being taught some of those vile, destructive things in school, You've now awoken an entirely new, angry opposition to you. That's what happened last night. It wasn't just that Republicans turned out. It was the Democrat insanity with their anti-American, anti-white education. They created new Republicans last night. You want to know when this last, last night's race was decided? It wasn't last night when they finally tallied up the totals and they said, okay, Glenn Youngkin's the winner. This was the exact moment that race was decided.
1: Veto books, Glenn. Not to be knowledge about it. Also take them off the shelves. And I'm not going to let parents come into schools bill. and actually you take books out and make their own decisions.
0: You vetoed
1: it. So, to yeah, I've parents, stopped it. the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. But, you know, I get really books. tired.
0: Look, maybe I should applaud Terry McAuliffe. And th- this is what I mean. This is what I mean. Obviously, that's a vile way to think, but that's how all communists think. All of them think that way. Lenin famously said, what did he say? Give me four years with the nation's youth and I'll have generations of communists. That's very much not correct, but it's, a right, it's right around there. That's what he said. That's how they think. And I've tried to explain this to people. It's hard for normal people to wrap their minds around that. The communist doesn't look at your kids and think, oh, those are their kids. The communist looks at your kids and thinks, how can I take them away and educate them to hate themselves and their parents and their country? That's how the communist thinks. Terry McAuliffe thought that way too. And because he's so wrapped up in his communism, he couldn't stop himself from being honest. That was just Terry McAuliffe being honest, and that's how they all think. They think it's ridiculous that you would want to educate your kids. No, 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 no. They want to take them away from you and have the state educate them so they can learn to hate you and your values. Glenn Youngkin, he knew exactly who to thank last night. We're going
1: to restore excellence in our schools.
0: We will invest the largest education budget in the history of the Commonwealth. We're gonna invest in teachers, new facilities, special education.
1: We're gonna introduce choice within our public school system. Friends, we're gonna embrace our parents, not ignore them.
0: Yep. Now, I do think it's educational to look at the reaction from the communists. You see, the communist again—he doesn't know how to control himself. That's why they lost. They can't control themselves. Terry McAuliffe couldn't control his mouth. They couldn't control pushing at you and pushing at you and pushing at you. That's why they lost last night. And when you look at the reaction from all the communists in the media for why they lost, it just—it's evidence right here. This is why these people can't permanently hang on to power.
2: I think that the the real ominous thing is that critical race theory, which isn't real, turned the suburbs 15 points to the trump insurrection endorsed republican what do democrats do about that
3: this is now i think also the republican playbook is is to use these issues to scare people basically um, a, a feeling out of control you know that that everything's out of control with their children and they need to be protected from these people with this a- demagogues and this agenda right yeah sure. I, let's be clear some of it was dog whistle yeah right some of it was uh ra- dog whistle racism 1000% it okay. was education right. which is code for white parents don't like the idea of teaching right. about race and i mean unfortunately race is just the most palpable tool in the toolkit used to be of the democratic party back right. in the day when they were dixiecrats and now of the republican party it just is powerful
0: i love it don't no don't Don't let all that racism talk bother you. It doesn't matter. They don't believe in it anyway. They don't care about race. None of those people care about black people. None of them do. Just enjoy their pain. And yes, I understand that may make me a bad person. I enjoy the anguish of my enemies. I enjoyed it all night long. I actually had other stuff I wanted to get done when I got done doing TV last night. And I got home and I was messing around the house with some things. And I started turning on CNN and MSNBC. And I just stopped everything else I was doing. Poured myself a little glass of bourbon, went and put my feet up, and I just sat there with this look on my face all night long watching communists cry. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Race, 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 race. Someone better tell that to Winsome Sears, the United States freaking Marine, who is now the lieutenant governor of Virginia. And in case you haven't heard this woman talk, go listen to this woman talk. She's awesome. And it's more, look, I've been focusing on Virginia because that was the big race last night. It's more than just Virginia. We still don't know what's happening in New Jersey. We know that scumbag Democrat Phil Murphy was governor, right? This Jack, I want to make sure I say his name right, Chitterelli. Jack Chitterelli is running against him, the Republican. Uh, it's neck and neck. We don't know yet. We have sent a message to the people of New Jersey. What I love about this state... And although it was not my intention, we have sent the message to the entire country. But this is what I love about this state if you study study its history. Every single time it's gone too far off track, the people of this state have pushed, pulled, and prodded it right back to where it needs to be. I like New Jersey. I know you're not supposed to say that. It's fun to hate on New Jersey. I love New Jersey. Maybe that's just because they make the best sandwiches in the country. But good for New Jersey. Go at them. And this is, it was more than Virginia. It was more than New Jersey. We're talking Ohio, Buffalo, Seattle. There was wind after wind after wind last night. It was a red wave, a mini red wave across the country. Minneapolis. Minneapolis apparently doesn't want their city to turn into a dystopian wasteland. They rejected all this defund the police, abolish the police stuff at the ballot box. I said it was awesome. We had an awesome night. And again, communist tears. They're so, so delicious.
3: That message about police and whether you call it defunding or reforming or becoming a public health safety department that doesn't work with voters.
4: I think that the Democrats are coming across
1: in ways that we don't recognize that are annoying and offensive um, and seem out of touch in ways that I don't think show up in our feeds
4: when we're looking at at, at our kind of echo chamber. So I I think Biden's troubles are bigger than uh, this particular issue and I think that um, you know the Democratic Party I mean, everybody that I'm talking to tonight, saying, this is a big, big wake-up call.
0: We are seeing something going on here, a trend uh, that seems uh, clearly, uh, a message clearly at the Democratic Party.
1: This is a sonic boom of a wake-up call
0: for Democrats. The state was bright blue right, yesterday, and now... As of Jan- in next January, the state's going to be almost entirely in control of Republicans. And that's, you know, that's a bloodbath. Well, and, and it's really, a bloodbath in a state that Democrats have dominated,
2: dominated for the past right.
4: decade.
0: I'm sorry, I'd just like to take a moment and just marinate on it. And of course, as you know, I called it yesterday. I mean, who, who's more out there with their predictions than me? And I just nail it every single time. I mean, that's why we call the show I'm Right. <laughs> Congratulations to me. Full disclosure, right before that tweet you saw, I predicted Terry McAuliffe would win too. And then as soon as they called the race for Yunkin, I deleted the McAuliffe tweet. Now it looks like I was right all along. That's how you do it in the political game genius all that may have made you uncomfortable but i'm right and we're gonna have an uncomfortable talk about donald trump next so don't get ahead of me you don't know what i'm gonna say just hang on for that but first you know what else i did last night when i was watching those results roll in with a bourbon in my hand yes i admit i'm weak sat there and i thought to myself Wouldn't hurt to have a dip right now. Just a quick celebration dip. It's election night. We had a big night. Just a little dip. But I didn't. And there's only one reason I didn't. Because I had Jake's Mint Chew in my house. I have to keep it in my house at all times. I just walked over and I threw in a dip. One of the little Jake's Mint Chew CBD pouches. Totally clean. No tobacco. No nicotine. Not even any sugar. Threw in a big one. Enjoyed myself. If you're trying to quit, or you have quit and you're trying to stay that way, Go to jakesmintchew.com and get some of these things. They're incredible. jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE. It'll get you 10% off. We'll be back. All right, we had a big night last night. We just talked about it. Let's pause for a moment because this is what I'm seeing a ton of today the communists, of course, the Trump candidate, the Trump, 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 Trump. This is Trumpism and Trump, Trump, Trump. You see Okay, but let's set them aside. Let's set aside the communists for a moment. The hardcore never Trump Republicans all saying the same thing. Let's set them aside for a moment too. 90% of the people on the right, either who love Trump or hate Trump, talking about Trump all day today. Oh, the, it's so nice to move past Trump. Or or the other side of it. Oh, thank goodness Trump was able to step in there for Glenn Youngkin and Trump this and Trump that. You know I'm the furthest thing in the world from anti-Trump. So don't twist up what I'm saying in your mind. I like Trump. Was a great president. Donald Trump is not a god. Every single thing isn't about Trump and... As much as I like Trump, every single thing shouldn't be about Trump. You can argue, you know, he started this America First movement. That's fair. I'm not not discounting anything he did. That was then, going forward, we as a party, we have to become more than one man. Because he is just a man. And closing in on 80, I might add, he is just a man. Everything isn't about Trump. Our Virginia isn't about Trump and Jersey and Trump. And did you see what Trump did? And Trump, Trump, Trump. If you can't get through two sentences of a political conversation, whether you bring up how much you hate Trump or love Trump, then you don't actually have a belief system. You have a weird cult system, whether that's an anti or pro-Trump system. We must become about something more. That uh, doesn't make it. That, what I just said is an anti-Trump at all. Frankly, it's not pro-Trump at all. It's reality. We must have a belief system that is about more than Trump. I woke up today and everyone in the right, forget about the communists on the right, whether they hated Trump or not, oh, we've moved past Trump, thank goodness, or this was Trump's doing. It's ridiculous. We had a big, we had a big race in Virginia. It was decided because of education, because the communists are destroying kids there and the parents got mad. The end not more complicated than that. We must become more than a party that only is about one man. We must become more. And that doesn't mean you have to lay down your MAGA hat. Not, not the, that's the furthest thing in the world from what I'm saying. Support Trump. Back him again if he runs. Fine. Good. Fine. He did a great job last time. Good. But it has to always be about more than one man. Remember that. All right. Now, people are getting seriously frustrated and frankly, a little bit stressed out uh, out there about their insurance, healthcare plans. What do you do? Where do you find it? Everything's so expensive. You know there's an outstanding faith-based one, right? It's called One Share Health. Listen to me. They have an incredible network, incredible options for you. And we're talking about vision, dental, diabetic supplies. They have the things you need. At great prices. And I know so many people who've worked with them already and they rave about the network options and the cost. Give it a try. Go to my one sharehealthcom slash Kelly. That's my.1Sharehealth.com slash Kelly. Make sure you use the promo code Jesse Kelly. That'll save you an extra 75 bucks. All right give it a try stop worrying about these insurance bills try one share health we'll be back joining me now my friend curtis hauck he is the managing editor of the media research center before we get into virginia and everything else last night i just wanted to extend my heartfelt heartfelt sympathies to curtis curtis sorry to hear about penn state last saturday that sucks man how'd that go
4: uh, James Franklin needs to make up his mind about where he's going to go. If he thinks the Penn State fan base <laughs> is terrible, he needs to realize that USC is going to be ridiculous. You win a national championship and they rail send you out on railroad tracks two years later, man. So that's my bigger problem right now.
0: Just wanted you to get that off your chest, Curtis. All right. Let's now enjoy the communists crying. Here was Larry Sabato on Rachel Maddow last
1: night.
3: Looking at the governor's race in this, this top-line marquee race, what do you think the story is here tonight thus far?
1: <laughs> the story is, I'm not going to call it a blowout because we don't have the final uh, final uh, numbers, but I will tell you somebody in uh, high up in uh, McAuliffe's camp who was there with McAuliffe
2: uh, put it this way to me about an hour ago. It's a bloodbath. Uh, and so far everything we've seen pretty much falls along that line.
0: Bloodbath, Curtis, even though you are a Penn State alum, you are still one of the sharper political minds I know. Why was it a bloodbath? I realize every 5 IQ person today was, it was Trump, it was this. Why did Terry McAuliffe get his doors blown off last night by Glenn Youngkin in a state that went to, to Biden by 10 points?
4: Right. Right. Uh... What I saw as a very deeply blue state, just because of all the rich white liberals in Northern Virginia, I think there were two things. Yes, education was one thing. Uh, Critical race theory, which MSNBC denied is going on. Larry Savado says critical race theory is just basically code, you know, interchangeable word with racist white parents who don't like hearing about slavery. But also I think the economy was a huge thing. Glenn Youngkin was running ads about getting rid of the grocery tax. I think a lot of people didn't realize that, yes, when you look at your receipt in Virginia, you get a 2.5% tax on groceries on top of the 6% sales tax. Like, what, what the heck? Uh, and also he talked about suspending the gasoline tax and also making money made by veterans uh, while they were in service tax-free in terms of state taxes. Um, just There's some basic issues here. And he was focused on Virginia. Like, what am I going to do? The world, Here's the world that we're living in right now. Here's how I'm going to make that better and do my part at the state level. Because Washington certainly isn't doing it. The communists in D.C. are certainly screwing it up right now. Whereas Terry McAuliffe was all about Trump, 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 Trump. Uh, and partying with the teachers union. Um, those two things, I mean, people are just so sick of it. That's so... I guess, 2020, you know, 2017, 2016, just talking about boogeyman Trump right now. You want to talk about fear-mongering. That is what Terry McAuliffe and the Democrats are doing.
0: Yeah, uh, Curtis, I made the argument, as unpopular as it is, I just said it right before you came on, I think everybody, left, right, and center, are way too focused on Trump. It's all Democrats can talk about. Everything is Trump. Of course, the never-Trump losers, it's all they can talk about. But the MAGA faithful, too. This is not an anti-Trump rant. Everything is about Trump. Trump this, Trump that, what Trump doing. And I I just, I really think people need to not necessarily move past, but you've got to be bigger than about Trump. We have to be more than the Trump party, right?
4: Right, yeah. A hurricane blows through, and it's not because of Donald Trump, okay? You know, the collapse of Afghanistan, Afghans falling off of planes is not because of Donald Trump. I mean, just... You pick any news story where even when he was president, they tried to make it about Trump. When it's like, this has nothing to do with Trump here. And we've seen that the news media continue to want to talk about Trump, and it's not going well for them. You know, CNN can't even draw three quarters of a million people for any of its shows. And before that, it fell under a million. Uh, there's more people that are watching moonshiners than watching CNN's New Day, um, or you know, uh, or watching reruns of Family Feud, or People Puzzler with Lena Remy about People magazine. Uh, those are the kinds of things that, yes, people are turning to because they're talking about Trump, 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 January 6th all the time. They thought that running a campaign based on January 6th was going to get them in Virginia. Yes, it may elect people in the House of Delegates in Northern Virginia, but the rest of the state, as people may know is pretty red uh, everywhere else. There's swingy suburbs of Richmond and uh, the Tidewater area of Virginia Beach where there are a lot of veterans uh, and students and a large African-American population. But other than that, yeah, people didn't want to talk about that anymore. And you know, of course, as we saw last night on CNN and MSNBC, they learned nothing and thinking, you know what, maybe we should double down on our behavior over the last year.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because I would like to play for everybody. I know Curtis has already seen this. This was Joy Ann Reed last night, giving us that really sharp commentary we've come to know and love.
3: Trump approved Republican Glenn Youngkin's closing message to Virginia voters has almost singularly, singularly fo- focused on weaponizing race, stoking hysteria over the coded boogeyman of critical race theory, which is not currently taught. In any Virginia public school. From promoting banning Toni Morrison's beloved, this epic novel, a Pulitzer Prize winning seminal work of American fiction that recounts the horrors of slavery, to casting himself as the candidate of so called parents' rights, vowing to ban critical race theory, which again is not taught if elected. Again, it's not taught in any Virginia public schools.
0: Curtis? Uh, I really, really hope they focus on doing things like calling parents' rights something that deserves air quotes around it, because, boy, is that going to be a winner going forward.
4: Yes, uh, Guy Benson over at Town Hall quote tweeted over a similar meltdown from co-host Nicole Wallace that said, please keep talking, please. Uh, that That's the kind of winning message, but I will add that, yes... Where Joy Reid kind of loses some of the humor and meltdowns is when earlier in the night she said that Republican voters, so again, we're talking over 70 million people, are dangerous and national security threats. She actually said those things. Where, you know, you talk, listen to all these university professors wax poetic about how these right wing nationalists and far right extremists are otherizing the rest of the population and it's going to lead to violence and chaos and those sorts of things. No, I think you need to turn your focus on Joy Reid because what she's doing right now is actually pretty dangerous. Uh, when it isn't comical and really dividing people uh, in a really dangerous way, it's not just saying you're wrong or you're a bunch of communists because what we're talking about is accurate here. We deal in facts, Jesse, and uh, except that's pretty dangerous. Like simply because you don't pull the lever for D or you don't show up with, you know, your dead relatives to vote means you're a bad guy and just last night it was so ridiculous she also had a point where she talked about education is code for white parents who don't like teaching (laughs) about race this is the straw man argument that we've been hearing about
0: yeah we played that earlier by the way big shout out to the mrc for putting together this little compilation this comparison from 16 to now i did enjoy it
1: good morning stinging rebuke a tough election night for president trump and the gop Democrats with key victories in Virginia and New Jersey. The message sent by voters and who the president is pointing fingers at this morning.
3: Now more on the election results back here at home coming in overnight. Democrats seeing a lot of success, you know, coming out on top in that closely watched race for governor in Virginia. One year after President Trump's election, voters in Virginia and New Jersey go big for Democrats. Their candidates for governor win easy victories and lift a damaged party
1: spirit. What's the message from these elections? The message is Republicans have to figure out whether they're going to fully embrace Trumpism or totally divorce themselves from it. And the president suffering a
3: defeat back at home. Democrats sweeping Virginia. key races. What it means for the Trump agenda.
0: Oh, Curtis, that's too bad. That's a different message out there today.
4: Oh, you can just sense the glee in that compilation there. They thought it was fantastic. It was this rebuke of Trumpism. Shout out to uh, creepy guy Charlie Rose there in that set there. Uh, I mean, man, what a look down memory lane. And I was also disturbed by uh, Murphy's, like, I don't know what the heck that was in the video uh, clip I there. When was, the jumping thing. It was <laughs> He was jumping. Uh. And ju- I mean, what's with Democrats in their movements? You got Terry McAuliffe. He's not even like mom or dad like weird dancing. He's just... I, I don't even know how to describe that. But but no, on, on the media bias angle, I, it's, it's so funny to listen to because, yes, the level of glee with these people and the level of despondence is just totally different. And then we also saw, noticed that... Jack Cittarelli and the race against the incumbent Governor Murphy, uh, that there was like a couple seconds. Uh, it was not even that uh, leading up to this race. Well, and look how close he got.
0: Yep, Curtis Hawk, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you.
4: Thanks, Jesse. Anytime.
0: All right. We have the great Carol Roth joining us next. But let me just say something really quickly here. You don't know how brutal it is to have your home title stolen until it happens. I had a moment. Opened up my phone. I got my email on my phone. Opened up my phone. And I'm looking and, oh no, there's my home title. That's my signature on it and my wife's. You see, I didn't even know your home title was online. If you own a home, your home title's online. <laughs> and they hack into it, they steal it, and they forge your signature on it. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and sign up so it doesn't happen to you. HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be back. All right. I know when we start talking about economic things, kind of complicated economic things on the show... I know most people out there expect me to invite the author of the book, The War on Small Business, on the show, my friend Carol Roth. But I'm not going to do that today. You see, I found, I found a different alternative, someone who can really break down inflation for us. Let's go to Joe Biden.
1: For example, one of the reasons why I decided to talk about the need to deal with... Uh, um, uh, uh, the uh, the operation and the gouging that occurs in some of the pricing of beef and chicken and other things is that uh, that's why I think we're, I indica- that's why I indicated you we're going to look at whether or not uh, there's a violation of of antitrust laws and what they're doing. So there's a lot to look at, but the bottom line is that I think uh, that uh, and anyone who would prefer. As bad as things are in terms of prices helping, hurting families now, trade this Thanksgiving for last Thanksgiving. Um, Jen Epstein, Wall Street Journal. I mean, excuse me. I- you
0: know what? On second thought, let's bring in Carol Roth. Carol, um- I guess i got a little lost in there Uh, could you maybe break down
2: why the prices are so high for me please um first of all i would like to say with that super clear explanation from joe biden i'm really glad that he is proposing another like five plus trillion dollars in spending it seems that he knows exactly where it should be going and the return on investment uh, we'll all be getting but as you and i have spoken about many times jesse you can't just turn off an economy and turn it back on as if you were power cycling a modem and not expect disruptions to occur. So not only did they do that, but we had this continued stimulus, including, by the way, this last March when things were supposedly starting to open up again, when we were having the vaccines, when things were getting better, more stimulus, extended unemployment. So things that are impacting the labor market and the supply chain, and basically disrupting supply and demand and creating an imbalance there. And when you have a supply and demand imbalance, it goes one way or the other. And unfortunately, the way it's going this time around is that it's creating higher prices. And the other piece that I would add, uh, which Joe Biden so clearly did not articulate, um, is from the Federal Reserve, who along with uh, making sure that the government could uh, spend this money via stimulus, has also been printing trillions of dollars and putting that into the market and creating more money supply. And when you have more dollars chasing the same, or in our case, a fewer amounts of goods and services, again, that drives up prices.
0: Carol, when you say printing trillions and putting it into the market, I think people get confused when I say people I'm talking about myself as to what exactly you're talking about here. Okay, the government just printed a trillion dollars. They have it in the they have it right here. Are they just walking into uh, Merrill Lynch and just handing it to them? Is it a loan? Is it what are you? How are they doing this?
2: OK, so basically there is an entity called the Federal Reserve, uh, which gets it derives its power from, from Congress, but it's totally independent, you guys, um, and it gives its profits back to the Treasury. So again, totally independent. And oh, by the way, it's charged with the nation's monetary policy, things like stabilizing prices, which obviously they're doing a, a bang up job doing um, and normalizing uh, the employment rate, which again, uh, doing a bang up job and something that you would really have to give out to an independent entity. And the Federal Reserve, what they do is they don't actually go to the, even go to the Treasury and have them print any money. They make an accounting entry. They make up money and say, we now have trillions of dollars, which by the way, if we did that and tried to go out and spend it, it would be considered fraud. But when they do it, it's considered monetary policy. And like you said, they go out to these, uh, these, these brokers, these investors, and say, hey, do you have any Treasury securities? Which, <laughs> by the way, is again the, the government's uh, issued debt. We'll buy those from you and with with these made-up dollars and then these banks and intermediaries have this money to go out and loan out and make other purchases. So basically again it's money that is created out of nowhere and what it does is it devalues the dollars that each of us have. It pumps up asset prices and it brings down interest rates. So if you're somebody who is a saver or a retiree that's you know trying to earn a few bucks on the money that you save, too bad you're out of luck. That benefit is being shifted over to wall street so it is really this immense transfer of value from main street to wall street and it's done with this very cozy relationship between the fed and the government
0: just want to make sure i'm clear about this here we are buying our own debt with unbacked money that we printed
2: Yes, yeah, so the, the concept of this okay. is called monetizing the debt. Um, there's a, something out there called uh, modern monetary theory, or I call it magic money oh. tree, which is being pushed by the progressives. And the whole idea is the government can overspend. Oh, and since we have this me- mechanism, we can go out and buy our own debt. And while everyone goes, well, that's insane. I mean, it's exactly what we've been doing. The fact that we've had these trillions of dollars um, of you know COVID relief money who do you think is out there buying the debt when we can't pay for that? It's not China. It's not that there's these demand from investors to go out and, and buy the debt of the government. We're doing it with fake dollars from the Fed. So we are basically are monetizing um, our own debt. And as you can imagine, that's a, a cycle that doesn't end well eventually.
0: Oh, no, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure that lasts forever. All right, Carol, the Fed is meeting soon, and they're going to discuss things like interest rates and money printing. And here's the here's the reality of it. Most people, when they think about interest rates, they want them low for understandable reasons. You don't want to be paying 17% on a car. If you're watching this, never pay 17% on a car. But you understand what I'm saying. People want interest rates low. Should they?
2: So the Fed just finished up its meeting earlier today, um, and they are going to keep interest rates not just low, but like below historically low. Their, their targeted inter, um, interest rates for banks to lend to each other is at 0%. And as I was alluding to before, while this may sound like a good thing, the people who really benefit are the wealthy that already have access to capital or we're using that debt to go out and purchase assets. If you're using debt uh, for your expenses, it doesn't really benefit you in the same way. Um, You know, and particularly, as I said, if you're somebody who is trying to save uh, or retire, it completely disrupts risk in the market. So if you say, I wanna earn a couple percentage points on my money, you're certainly not gonna get that from the bank. And then you try to go into the stock market and everything is inflated in value. So you have to take on more risk to earn that same type of return that you would get if we were normalized. Usually when they talk about normalized target interest, Rates, You know, before the Great Recession, they were at like 5%. You know, their target, at least on the Fed funds rate side, is around 2%. So holding that piece down at zero shows that, that, you know, that's something they're doing to suppress the market. And as I talked about before, transfer that wealth from Main Street to Wall Street.
0: Yeah, well, it's no big deal. I'm sure Washington can control that. All right, Carol, what's the question you're getting the most?
2: So the question, number one, that I get the most is, how is Jesse Kelly so awesome? And I say, (laughs) there are things that you just need to learn to accept in life and you shouldn't question. And then they ask me how I get so much volume in my hair. Uh, but that's a whole ah. show in and of itself. So the third thing that people are asking all the time is about cryptocurrency. There is this FOMO, this fear of missing out, because people are seeing 18-year-olds who you know thrown a couple hundred bucks at Bitcoin or it's at NFTs, you know, make hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars seemingly overnight, and they're saying, "I need to understand this. I, is this something that I should be interested?" And, you know, obviously the whole idea of blockchain and digital currency is brand new and it's nascent, but we are seeing this movement, uh, them trying to move us towards this digital life. So while it is somewhat early and hard to say um, who's going to end up being the winner, you know, I certainly think that's going to be a component of life going forward. If it's something you're interested in, I always say don't invest in things you don't understand. But it's hard to understand something if you don't try it out. So maybe take a hundred bucks, a small amount, and figure out what what thing you're most interested in, whether it's Bitcoin or whether it's NFTs, which are sort of these digital collectibles and just try something out on a small scale to get some additional information and see if it's something you want to then go you know, more forward with. But again, it's a risky asset. So you have to look at it in your entire portfolio and look at risk adjusted returns, not just total returns. So I wouldn't be putting all of your money in something like that.
0: No. $100 may be a little amount to you, Carol, but I'm married. That's all I have left carol roth everybody she is the author of the book the war on small business thank you carol all right we got to lighten the mood apparently it's already
1: christmas time hang
0: on all right it's time to lighten the mood once again, the Let's Go Brandon thing. I know everybody knows this by now, but let's just do a recap in case people are unaware. There was a NASCAR driver. His name was Brandon. He won a race. NBC reporter was interviewing him. And people in the crowd began a chant. That chant, um, <clears throat> it was not Let's Go Brandon. It was beep joe biden only the first word was the f word were, we're never use on this show this is a family show but that was what they were chanting f joe biden only they were saying the word the announcer looks over at the crowd and says i'll oh, listen to him chanting let's go brandon and so from that it's become this thing that is spread across the country let's go brandon which is code it's clean code because people don't want to say that in front of kids obviously it's clean code for the other thing well Apparently, it's Christmas time. Check this out. And keep in mind, keep in mind as you look at this, we just got done trick-or-treating for Halloween in our neighborhood. There were Let's Go Brandon pumpkins carved into everything. It was already on street signs. (laughs) Apparently, this is just going to be a thing going forward. Gosh, it's going to be hilarious. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. For his needs. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes. Our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to its programs.
1: slash iHeart.